Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about coming into your right mind. My friend, neuroscientist Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, who had a major stroke when she was 37 from a congenital defect in her left brain, which took her eight years to heal, and which she wrote about in her book, My Stroke of Insight, and whose TED Talk's most watched TED Talk with 26 million views, told me that the inner bonding process that Dr. Erica Chopich and I created 36 years ago has now been scientifically validated. Of course, I was delighted to hear this. What she meant refers to the work on the brain she's done since she recovered from her stroke and which she wrote about in her recent book, Whole Brain Living. What she discovered is what she calls the four characters, our upper left brain, our lower left brain, our lower right brain, and our upper right brain. In inner bonding terms, our lower left brain is our wounded self, our lower right brain is our inner child, our upper left brain is the aspect that acquires information and takes action in the world, the external aspect, what we call in inner bonding the father aspect of the loving adult, the part that takes loving action guided by our higher guidance, and our upper right brain is the nurturing loving adult who connects us with our spiritual guidance, accessing the truth and the loving action. The problem in our society is that we've not cultivated our right brain and have over-cultivated our left brain. When the left brain's in charge without the spiritually connected right brain, it can wreak havoc in the world because when the left brain operates on its own rather than in service to the right brain, it operates from fear rather than from love, from greed rather than from caring, from separation rather than from oneness, and from control rather than from an openness to learning. So coming into your right mind means developing your spiritually connected, loving adult capable of connecting with your higher source of love and wisdom and then taking loving actions guided by spirit rather than by the fear of the wounded self, the fear that's housed in the lower left brain. The loving adult comprises both the left and right upper brain, but without the right brain being guided by spirit, the left brain on its own can't function as a loving adult in the world. It's obvious by what's happening on our planet that it's time to cultivate our spiritually connected right brain. It's time to learn to operate from our right mind. The problems on our planet won't be solved without our connection with our higher source of love and compassion and wisdom. I'm just delighted that Dr. Jill has scientifically validated the power of inner bonding. 
So what might be in the way of developing your right brain, spiritually connected, loving adult? And how important is it to you to become a loving adult? Author Napoleon Hill said that desire is the starting point of all achievement. Not a hope, not a wish, but a keen, pulsing desire which transcends everything. How strong is your desire to be a loving adult? This is a very important question to ask yourself. Do you have a strong, keen, pulsing, pulsating desire to be a consistent, loving adult that transcends everything? Or are there things that are far more, far, far more important to you? It's time to be honest. What's really important to you? more important than evolving in your ability to love. I'm going to list some statements that may actually be more important to you than developing your right brain loving adult and and evolving in your ability to love yourself and to love others. So go inside and honestly see if any of these statements fit for you. And please listen to what I'm saying without judgments. If you judge yourself, You just won't be able to be honest with yourself. So what's more important to you than learning to be a loving adult? Is it more important to you to be loved than to be loving? Or is it more important to you to avoid the pain of rejection or engulfment or to have your way in terms of controlling others and outcomes or to not be controlled or to avoid being duped or taken advantage of or to avoid having your feelings hurt or to avoid, mis- to avoid mistakes and failure, or embarrassment and humiliation? Is it more important to you to avoid the pain of loneliness, heartbreak, grief, and helplessness over others, over situations and outcomes, than it is to be a loving adult? Or is it more important to make a lot of money, even if others get hurt in the process? Or to have consistent sex? or to numb your feelings with various addictions, or to feel safe, or the illusion of safety that comes from the wounded self? Is it more important to be seen as good or nice, which is very different than being loving? Is it more important to be seen as smart or to not be seen as dumb or stupid? Is it more important to be seen as physically attractive than it is to be loving? or to avoid being seen as weak, or to avoid anger and judgment, or to avoid conflict, or to be right, or at least not be seen as wrong, or to avoid being alone. If you found some of these that you relate to, take a moment to reflect on why these are more important to you than being a loving adult in your right mind, What is actually most important to you? If you've been struggling with learning to be a loving adult, it's likely that one or more agendas are in the way. And if these agendas are unconscious for you, then they can easily get in the way of being a compassionate, loving adult with yourself and with others. 
The challenge in becoming aware of what's more important to you than being a loving adult is to take off all judgment of these agendas so that you can understand and eventually release these agendas. You might have the hope and the wish to be in your right mind as a loving adult, but it's only when your desire is deep and profound that you can move beyond these agendas of the wounded self. Many people who consult with me believe that the most important thing to them is to be loving. But for most of them, the deep desire isn't there. And this desire is what's necessary to do the level of inner work required to be a consistent, loving adult. For me, the thing that brought me the deep and profound desire was my soul knowing that my reason for being on the planet is to evolve in my ability to love, which has to start with loving me and to fully manifest my soul essence on the planet. To me, everything else pales in importance. The wounded self generally resists shifting into your right brain, your higher, spiritually connected, loving adult, because then you're giving over control to your spiritual guidance, and the wounded self loses the illusion of control that it believes it has. So if you find yourself resisting opening to learning with your feelings, which is your inner child in your lower right brain, and with your guidance, look to why it's more important to you to try and control than it is to love. The challenge for many people is how to shift out of your lower left brain, your left amygdala, which as I said, is the home of the wounded self, and into your spiritually connected right brain loving adult. Have you ever had the experience of going along just fine, feeling peaceful inside, and then something happens that triggers you into your anxiety or your anger, your stress, your hurt, your fear, your depression, or some other wounded, painful feeling? Of course, it seems like the external event is what triggered you, like someone yelling at you or blaming you or issues with money or children or work or rejection or engulfment or other control issues. Suddenly, instead of happily flowing along in your open-hearted, loving adult, your heart is closed and you're stuck in the peanut-sized part of your left brain that's the home of the wounded self. The stress in your body is triggering thoughts that are creating even more stress. And you feel stuck in your anxiety or in other painful feelings. How can you consciously move from your close-hearted wounded self back into the peace and open heart of your right brain, your right mind, loving adult? The most important choice you can make once you're aware of your stressful feelings is to decide that you really want to learn about what you're telling yourself, what you're believing, or what you're doing or not doing that's causing the stress. When you open to learning, you activate your higher right brain, 
which is the place within you that wants responsibility for your feelings. I hope you see that that just the act of opening to learning is what opens you to your higher right brain. Now, along with opening to learning about loving yourself, there are many other choices you can make that will help you move out of your lower left brain wounded self. But while all these choices can help you feel better and move into your right brain loving adult, you're not going to learn anything new unless you actually have an intention to learn. One of the things you can do is get present in this moment. The left brain wounded self is programmed to focus on the past or future, taking past experiences and projecting them onto the future. So one of the first things you can do is focus on the present moment. There's a lot of stress in your body. Doing the emotional freedom technique, EFT, or doing some strenuous exercise such as running can help move the stress out of your body and get you present in the moment. Other activities that might help you get present are things like deep breathing, gardening, being in nature, prayer and meditation, playing with a pet, listening to music, or even mundane activities like doing the dishes or or cleaning the house. For some people, doing a creative activity, such as art or writing or singing or playing a musical instrument, can move you into your right mind, loving adult state. Asking someone for help, someone who can really listen to you so that you can sort things out, might help also, as long as you really want the help, rather than wanting someone to change or to fix things for you. Also, stepping out of your own problems and reaching out to help someone else will almost always get you open-hearted and present in the moment. Once you feel open and present in the moment, do the six steps of inner bonding. Too often, once people feel better, they forget to do the learning they need to do so that they don't keep getting triggered into their lower left brain wound itself. Once you're calmer, utilize the situation that just occurred to explore what you were telling yourself or how you were treating yourself in response to the external event that triggered your stressful feelings. You're going to find that the more you practice inner bonding, every time you're triggered into your wounded self, the less you will get triggered by external events. It's especially important right now with all the turmoil on our planet, such as the pandemic and global warming and the huge weather challenges, the systemic racism that's finally becoming very apparent, as well as sexism, the gun violence, food and economic insecurity, degenerative diseases, and so many other issues so important to now learn to put our higher right brain in charge. We need to be operating from love and truth, not from the fear and lies of the lower left brain wounded self. There's no better time than now to learn how to manage this challenging time as a loving adult. 
There's no better time than now to practice inner bonding in numerous areas of your life, such as physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Taking physical, emotional, and spiritual responsibility means being very kind and gentle with yourself. It's very important not to allow your lower left brain wounded self to scare you because our main line of defense against COVID and other illnesses is our immune system and stress erodes the immune system. Start by acknowledging to yourself that this is a very challenging time. Imagine that your intention is to soothe a scared child rather than further scare the child. This is the time to stay open to your right mind, higher guidance, and bring comfort and compassion to your inner child, especially if you feel anxious. If you stay connected with your higher self, you can be guided regarding what's in your highest good. I'm reminded of one of my favorite books, Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl, who was able to stay alive in a concentration camp by listening to his inner knowing. This is such an important time to listen to your inner and higher knowing regarding what is safe and right for you and what isn't. Taking physical responsibility is so important right now which right now means doing all you can for your immune system to stay healthy. Try spending time outdoors. Nature and and sunshine have healing qualities that can support your health. A strong immune system can fight off viruses. And a major underlying cause of a dysfunctional immune system is the food you eat. If you've been eating fast food, processed food, sugar, and factory farm food, please consider trying your best to eat real food, the food your great-great-grandparents ate. Food that doesn't have labels with things in it that you can't even pronounce. Recently, I asked some of the young people who help us on our ranch, why do you think indigenous people in different parts of the world rarely get cancer or heart disease or diabetes or autoimmune disease or or viruses? None of them knew the answer. The answer, of course, is that they continue to eat their traditional diet, food that hasn't been sprayed with pesticides and grown on devitalized soils, meats that haven't been contaminated with hormones and antibiotics, food that has not been altered with GMOs. If you really want to understand how to take physical responsibility, I recommend you read Food Fix by Dr. Mark Hyman and his recent book, the Pagan Diet, which is a combination of paleo and vegan. In these books, you see that our dysfunctional and contaminated food system is one of the greatest underlying causes of our current planetary problems, including climate change and the economic problems from the overwhelmed healthcare system and the huge loss of both plants and animals that have gone extinct due to our food system. In fact, humanity itself could be in danger 
of becoming extinct if we don't start to heal our food system. The good news is that it is possible to improve your immune system, and it doesn't have to take a long time. Why not start right now? Your gut's the seat of your immune system. Sugar, processed foods, industrial seed oils such as safflower, sunflower, canola, soy, corn, and so on, processed dairy, factory farm foods erode your immune system. If you keep in mind the way people ate a few hundred years ago and eat accordingly, you're going to be showing up as a loving adult to physically take care of your inner child. The other great benefit of eating clean, organic food is that along with the intention to learn, it raises your frequency high enough to access your spiritual guidance and learn to operate from your right mind. In the time I've been practicing inner bonding, I've been delighted to discover the healing power of the right brain loving adult. Before inner bonding, I practiced as a traditional psychotherapist, and I often wondered why true healing seldom occurred. By true healing, I mean that people leave their work with me, feeling a deep sense of self-worth and inner safety, with relatively little anxiety and depression, and they know how to manage their pain, and they understand how to create a loving relationship. Before inner bonding, I didn't know how to accomplish all this for myself, so of course, I couldn't help others do it. Yet I was doing all I had learned in school, all I had learned from books, all I had learned from my own extensive psychotherapy, and all I had learned from many other ways I had sought healing. What I didn't know at the time, although I kind of sensed it, was that true healing could not occur without spirit. But there was nothing in all my years of schooling that even mentioned or implied this. Not one professor in my master's program or my doctoral program ever stated that there was no true healing without a spiritual connection and spiritual help. Fortunately, we have an inborn way of accessing this, which is our right brain loving adult. Our higher right brain, our right mind, is naturally able to connect with our spiritual guidance. Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor discovered this when her um, left brain went offline due to her stroke. As her right brain took over, her connection to spirit no longer had the limitation of her left brain, and she became deeply connected with her higher self. When spirit brought inner bonding to Erica and me, we knew we had to leave the ranks of traditional psychotherapy. We knew that it was a dead end, that without spirit, we would keep going round and round in the wounded self, and the wounded self cannot heal the wounded self. What heals is love and truth, and love and truth are not accessed from our lower left brain programmed mind, which is what needs healing. This is why when a person diligently practices inner bonding, true healing occurs.
Just like lifting weights develops muscles, inner bonding is the practice that develops the right brain, spiritually connected, loving adult, as well as the ability of the higher left brain, loving adult, to take loving action for us in the world. As I said earlier, when the left brain adult is in service to the right brain loving adult, then we're able to take loving action on our behalf and on behalf of others. The more you practice inner bonding, the more connected you feel to your personal spiritual guidance and the more you're guided in taking loving action for yourself and for others. There is no way to discover truth without a spiritual connection. And it's being able to bring through truth that is the beginning of healing the false beliefs of the wounded self. There is no way to discover the beauty of your essence and feel a deep sense of inner worth without spirit letting you know who you are. There's no way to feel safe unless you know that you're never alone that you're always being guided toward your highest good. There's no way to feel centered in the face of attack without your right brain-loving adult bringing in the strength from spirit. There's no way to feel the fullness of love in your being without spirit because spirit is love. There's no way to consistently take loving action on your own behalf and on behalf of others without the strength and wisdom that comes through from spirit and informs your left brain, loving adult. It's actually arrogant to think that we can heal ourselves, our society, and our planet without spirit. I'm not talking about the God of the Old Testament. I'm talking about God that is spirit, that is love, and that is always here for us to access and be guided by. But of course, the wound itself is arrogant, believing that it doesn't need spirit to be okay. This is one of the major false beliefs of the wound itself. Many people come to inner bonding after trying many different forms of healing that have not worked for them. Even if they've done inner child work, they have not found the healing they sought because much inner child work does not include the development of a spiritually connected, loving adult. And without this, you cannot be acting from your right mind. The more you practice inner bonding, the more you're going to discover the power of this practice to bring about healing on the deepest level. You're going to find many resources for learning how to develop your loving adult and connect with your higher guidance at innerbonding.com. And you can deepen your experience with your spiritual guidance by taking my 30-day course, Unlocking Your Inner Wisdom. And you can learn more about more about learning to love yourself with my 30-day course, Love Yourself. I hope you take advantage of all the resources at innerbonding.com. I send you my love and my blessing.